0: His heart ached as he saw the unchurched and the lost of this world. And more than that, Jesus did something. And when he acted, keep in mind, having compassion isn't simply saying, there, there, it's going to be okay, and doing nothing. Having compassion on the lost isn't simply saying you love them and ignoring the problem. No, having compassion is dealing with what is beating and battering them, and leaving them under sin's curse. Having compassion is dealing with sin. That's what Jesus came to do. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. June 18th, 2023. Matthew 9:35 to 10, verse eight. I'm guessing that we've all been there. When you uncover something that's been hidden for a while, that just was able to go unnoticed, or maybe you did notice it but you just didn't care to look or deal with it. Maybe you've experienced that when you look underneath the couch cushions and you see those crumbs and you realize, since they're red and green, they've probably been there since Christmas. Or maybe you just cover it up because you, you don't want to deal with it and you, you don't want to know. And it, uh, Something that's hidden can just maybe stay hidden for a little bit longer. You know, people do this with a lot of things. Sometimes it's just with a small mess. But they even do it sometimes with something that's bigger. They might even do it with very important issues. That's what we see today as we look at how it was overlooked in Israel, in ancient Israel, the the problems the people were facing. But we see how Jesus looked and he saw, he noticed a problem that could not remain hidden and he had to respond. How does Jesus deal with the unchurched, those without a shepherd, the lost? But today we see our answers, we see how Jesus has compassion. You know, Jesus was Right about at the middle of his ministry when John the Baptist had been thrown in prison, he went about preaching the good news of the kingdom. And Jesus traveled, it says, from town to village all across Galilee, Capernaum, Judea, Jerusalem. But as Jesus traveled, he saw something. It was something which God knew and which Jesus, as true God, also knew full well. But now, now Jesus saw it firsthand in the flesh, he experienced, how he saw the people were, it says, harassed and helpless. Maybe we could understand that idea of them being harassed and helpless as the the people struggled with disease and illness. And yes, that was, I'm sure, part of it. But really, that was just a symptom of the greater issue that Jesus was concerned about. It says his heart was really broken. Jesus had compassion as he was moved deeply because of these people. And it was really a spiritual problem. The Son of God, God, had his heart breaking as he saw the people had no shepherd. Sure, the the people, of course, had shepherds. At least people who were in authority over them who were supposed to be shepherding them. There were the Pharisees who tried to keep the people strict to God's laws. There were the teachers of the law who were supposed to be guiding them. They had the synagogues and the synagogue rulers and they had their Sabbaths. And yet the people, it says, Jesus found them like sheep without a shepherd. Even though the people were there to be guiding them, the shepherds were not feeding them. Rather, they were harassing the flock, really misguiding the flock. See, sheep, don't know they're being misled until it's too late and sheep don't know that their shepherds are leading them to harm until that harm comes and these false shepherds that were guiding the flock were leaving them beaten as as they would pile up heavy loads on them even telling them how many steps to count on a sabbath day and meanwhile Though they were creating all these extra burdens for the people and harassing them, they were also overlooking God's law and they were ignoring things like divorce, hatred, and lust, letting those things slide and harm the people. And meanwhile, when the people came to them looking for hope, what did they find? If someone was facing an illness, they heard, Well, that's probably your fault. It must be because of some sin. Or if somebody died, The only thing they could hear was, well, they're probably at peace with God because they lived a pretty good life. Or even worse, perhaps, the word that came with no hope. No, there was no hope of that person to ever be forgiven. Jesus saw them as, the word literally reads, beaten and battered by their shepherds. You know what's striking about this? This is Israel. This is the place that, that God put his name, that God gave his prophets. This is the place where God sent his messengers. He had given them the temple, his word. And the people had their synagogues where they would gather the synagogue rulers. They had their Sabbaths. And all of the festivals, all of the Sabbath observances were meant to bring them to know God and his word. And yet they didn't have it. In Israel. You know, you might look around at today's landscape and you might reason and see, oh, there's lots of uh, shepherds out there. There's a lot of spirituality going on. You see churches everywhere. We don't have to worry about any problems. Oh, sure, maybe there's just a few handful of people that slip between the cracks, but that's their fault. For the most part, this world, our our nation, it's pretty spiritual. We don't really need to concern ourselves with any hidden mess. But just like in Jesus' day, it's obvious. The problem can't remain hidden for some 2,000 years. Jesus looked around and he saw the harvest was plentiful, but there were not many faithful workers. So he told his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Is it any different today? The mess doesn't need to be uncovered. We see there are a lot of people who are spiritual, yes, but they are harassed, beaten, and battered. And some of the places they turn don't give them solutions, whether it's the witchcraft or Ouija boards or other places of comfort. It turns on them. And they might try to find comfort in this world by listening to the people who tell them, do what feels good. And that advice only leaves them further beaten and battered as they try to transform their bodies, thinking that will somehow make them happier. But it won't. It will only bring pain. And they'll be further beaten and battered as they get the advice from the counselors and the wise of this world to say, find your dreams. And so chasing it, they'll be without a shepherd. And we look at the situation. It is not as if there's no problem. Those who don't have a faithful shepherd Are lost. They are doomed to live in the curse of sin. And though the person who's struggling with pornography or addiction might deny they have a problem, they do. And though the person who doesn't have a church home might think they're not okay, they they aren't. Oh, but it, it gets even worse. Just like in ancient Israel, even the people who appear to have a shepherd, even them, they can too sometimes be the lost as their shepherd are misguiding them and misleading them. don't think it's not happening. I was looking uh, and as I stumbled across a blog from a large church in Nigeria claiming to have a a huge revival and great number of followers and I looked at their devotions on their blog and I, I found that church was only telling the people things that harassed them. The devotion as it was called told them to give more money to church and then God would bless them. And it explained they're suffering illness and disease because they're not doing enough for God. And I scanned devotion after devotion. It still kept giving this message. Finally, I got to one that said, titled, Depending Fully on God. And I thought, maybe there's some hope here. But no, no mention really of forgiveness and God's grace and depending on Him in faith, but entirely give your life to God and then you'll be blessed. They were harassed. And don't think that's just in a place like Nigeria. That comes from the United States, as many churches here teach and speak of prosperity and they ignore the law and the gospel and they put heavy loads on people, harassed and helpless. And those who are unchurched or those who don't have a faithful church will find that they are in a situation where they will remain lost. Sheep do not find themselves There are really only two responses. How can we respond when we uncover this mess that's been there since the time of the beginning of the world, when we see the situation? One response might be to simply say, well, their fault. Or it's the fault of their false shepherds. Or maybe we might say, well, what can I do? It's not my job to fix this world, it's a mess. Or we might in despair toss up our hands and say, there's nothing more to be done. And maybe you're thinking, well, pastor, that's more than one response, isn't it? No, that's all one type of response. One that sometimes we must admit we're guilty of falling into at times. It's the response that's void of compassion. And there's only one other response to the mess. The beatered and battered and the lost. We see Jesus looking and says he had compassion on them. His heart ached as he saw the unchurched and the lost of this world. And more than that, Jesus did something. And when he acted, keep in mind, having compassion isn't simply saying, there, there, it's going to be okay and doing nothing. Having compassion on the lost isn't simply saying you love them and ignoring the problem. No, having compassion is dealing with what is beating and battering them and leaving them under sin's curse. Having compassion is dealing with sin. That's what Jesus came to do. He came and he spoke the word to the people. He traveled tirelessly from town to town. He came in the flesh to deal with that problem. And when Jesus saw the crowds without a shepherd, he prayed for them. We read how he was praying the whole previous night and often he prayed. And more than that, Jesus told his disciples, pray for this harvest. Pray that God will send out shepherds and workers. And more than that, Jesus established the holy ministry as he sent out workers into the harvest. And those workers were sent not to soothe their pains by ignoring their problem, but to bring them good news that God has compassion and mercy on the sinner. And that good news was centered on Jesus' coming to deal with that sin, to deal with the problem of this world. God had compassion so much that he came in the flesh and he came down to this world to deal with the problem, the curse of sin, by taking that mess, the beating and the battering on himself, taking the curse of hell and the price so that they might escape and they might be set free and he might send his workers then to proclaim good news your sins are forgiven your sin has been taken away and god dealt with the mess as he himself cleaned it up covered our sin how does jesus deal with the unchurched he comes he acts Jesus, as he walks in our place, prays and teaches us to pray for the unchurched. Let your heart break when you see someone who doesn't have the gospel. Let your heart cry out to the Lord as you pray, Lord, send workers into your harvest field. And as you, in compassion, see the lost, we see how God deals with the holy ministry sending workers and as the faithful shepherds go out they point to that good shepherd jesus who will guide his flock and we see rather than leaving them battered and bruised he gives them what matters he gives them the compassion of god as he demonstrates compassion for the lost amen you trust in him you're be compassionate with of Christ Have the same mindset